0: Welcome to The Dream Show. I'm jane Teresa Anderson and this is episode 256256. 256. Now, if we go back 13 years ago, this month 13 years ago, I think I would have been very surprised to be able to look 13 years into the future and hear myself say welcome to the the dream show this is episode 256 because 13 years ago we were at episode number one so I want to share some of the background and history in today's podcast and then also share some dream interpretation tips with you and finally at the end Uh, give you some tips on how to incubate a dream. A lot of people keep asking me, you know, saying, well, these guests come to your show with amazing dreams that you help them to explore and interpret and understand. But how do I get a, a spectacular dream? How do I incubate a dream? How do I get a dream on a particular topic? So we'll lead up to there. So no guest today, Um, as those of you that have listened to a lot of our shows will know, most of our shows feature a guest bringing a dream for interpretation, but we also have a second format like this where I kind of do a bit of a catch-up and give you some dream interpretation tips and some background. And 13 years ago, a celebration seems like a good opportunity to do that. So podcasting, (laughs) the dream show. It all began in early 2009, when a friend urged me to create a podcast show about dreams. I'd like to say that 2009 was a time when podcasts weren't a thing, but the term podcast was first mentioned in the media in 2004, and audio blogging was a thing during the 1980s. For me, though, podcasting was a vague notion, I hadn't listened to any podcasts back then and was otherwise preoccupied with communicating about dreams through my website, books and media interviews across print, radio and television. Did I really want to add regular podcasting to my schedule? No. (laughs) On top of all of that, I had my dream consultation work, workshops and training students in the art and science of working with dreams. No, I said, I'll pass on podcasting. I also said I'd pass on that other new activity that was gaining traction around that time, blogging. That pass didn't last very long. By the end of 2009, I was blogging away happily, a joyful way to engage in writing between writing books. Back to the podcast story. I had been quite firm with my no, but a couple of weeks of heartwarming synchronicities led to meeting James Williams and Justin Tabari, who had built a podcasting platform, Lifestyle Pod Network, and I felt the beckoning. Michael, my husband, volunteered to learn the technical side, guided by James and Justin, and we were often running in a matter of days, days, I can't believe it looking back. (laughs) It was James who suggested calling the podcast series The Dream Show. It was a great idea. And it was also James who suggested calling my e-learning platform The Dream Academy many years later. And while the two J's later expanded their podcasting focus to website development and digital media creation, they still continue to provide professional support for my technical endeavours it was james and justin who built the technical side of the dream academy delivering your courses and making sure that everything runs smoothly for our students but back to the podcast story so there we were in may 2009 recording a weekly podcast featuring a guest bringing a dream for interpretation the format was similar to our current episodes but much shorter about 10 to 15 minutes for the first few weeks before they quickly morphed into the one-hour shows we produce today. Once the show was established and we had a solid following, we changed the frequency to a new episode every four weeks. And that's where we are today and where we intend to continue well into future years. So... What's the best way for you to utilise this huge resource? Because it is huge, you know, it's still all there. (laughs) While the usual podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your preferred podcast platform is, generally carry our most recent episodes, you can still access access every single episode, all 256 and counting, on my janeteresa.com website You can simply listen back through the whole (laughs) catalogue, or why not try this quest? Choose an episode, listen to the guest tell their dream, then press pause. Take a few minutes to ponder the dream. What do you think it means? What questions would you ask the guest? What symbols or dream dramas stood out to you as you listened Then press play and listen to the guest and I as we explore their dream. Now, how does a dream exploration on the Dream Show podcast differ from doing a dream consultation with me or a dream therapy consultation? When our guests volunteer to be on the show, so what we do is we set up a day and a time to record, but I know nothing about the dream that the guest will share until we start recording and we don't edit. So what you hear is the entire conversation, and that is what our listeners tell me they enjoy, the feeling of sitting beside me as we hear the dream together for the first time and explore it from there. In contrast, when people book a dream consultation with me by Zoom or by phone, I ask them to email me their dream some 24 hours beforehand. And... This gives me time to review the dream before our consultation, so I'm able to give the dream deeper consideration than I do on the dream show and bring the fruits of that prior work into the consultation. I do the same for dream therapy clients, although dream therapy consultations are, are less about interpreting a whole dream and more about using key elements of a dream in a, in a healing psychotherapy context. I'm working with Dream Alchemy to effect therapeutic change. But back to the podcast. What people love best of all, I'm told, is when our guests relate the dream to their waking life, share their stories and innermost experiences, and get excited about the fresh insights our dream exploration has delivered. So while you might listen to the podcast to refine your own dream interpretation skills, the greater takeaway it seems might be the dreamers stories and the inspiration and light they gift you as you step anew into your day so i'm going to give you some dream interpretation tips and i'm going to do that through the medium of some of past blogs that i've written so the first one i'm bringing you is called fossil cove and if if you are not um, accustomed to my websites, I should say I've got two websites. One is janeteresa.com, that's Teresa without an H, and I have a blog roll going there. Those blogs have been going since 2009. And my other website, the Dream Academy, which is the e-learning platform where you can go to um, to learn about dream interpretation. The first course is how to interpret your dream step by step. And then there are other courses going all the way up to courses that train you to be a dream therapist over there at the dream academy and the address there is dream-academy-online.com that dream academy has been going since early 2017 and i also have a blog role going there so this first blog i'm going to read you which includes tips about dream interpretation is called fossil cove and it's over on the dream academy and i wrote it in february this year february 2022 i heard about fossil cove on the grapevine a place known to some locals so shh don't tell it's a conservation area a short drive from hobart where i live and a steep climb down well-managed tracks and steps that lead to a magical feast for the senses etched abundantly across the rock shelves are snapshots of marine life some 250 million years ago. The closer you look, the more your eye adjusts, and the more you see fish, shell, and plant fossils all overlaid in complex and beautiful patterns, nature's work of art. I would have loved to have an interpreter, an expert to name the fossilized species, and explain what the intricate patterns can tell us about marine life back then. Instead, I guessed fish, shells, plants. Perhaps you can already count the ways in which my tale of last Sunday's adventure will link to dreams and dream interpretation, but first, let me tell you more. I should, at this stage, confirm that this adventure wasn't a dream. Fossil Cove is a real place, And we went there. My muscles can endorse this. It involves a lot of steep climbing down and climbing back up. People ascending the path all aglow affirmed the value of the challenge to those negotiating the path into the depths. It's magical down there, so worth the effort. We had chosen a sunny day, warm but not hot. Azure blue skies and we timed our walk to arrive at the cove when the tide was low enough to be able to walk through a natural rock arch into the adjacent cove, also fossil-blessed. Some people were taking deeper journeys, scuba diving through the outgoing tide. Others sunbathed, picnicked, meditated, or immersed in the fossil patterns, taking photos. No one wanted to leave on such an idyllic day, and no one really fancied the challenge of the steep climb back to the road home. Home, now that was another surprise. For us, Fossil Cove was so close to home. How could we not have known about it before now? Okay, so how many links have you made between my account and dreams? A good starting point when interpreting a dream is to think of it as a metaphor reflecting your life experiences and perspectives. My trip to Fossil Cove, even though it really happened, is a good metaphor for journeying into dreams. Maybe you've remembered your dreams for years but have only recently heard on the grapevine about the great secret. There is such value in exploring your dreams. When you decide to journey into the depths of your unconscious, perhaps it's a little like taking that steep and challenging path down. You may worry, will it be hard? Can I do this? Will it hurt? Will I be able to climb back out to my everyday life again? Yet, like the track down into Fossil Cove, with correct and professional guidance, you will discover that the journey is well managed and the steps are clear and defined. Take one step at a time and you will get there. Once there, you can safely explore your dreams while wide awake, allowing your senses to feast upon your dream symbols and dream dramas and the ancient patterns they reveal. You may not be quite as ancient as 250 million years old, but our dreams do reveal the patterns etched into our conscious and unconscious minds from as far back as very early childhood. If those patterns, those ways of looking at life, those beliefs and ways of responding to the world have been passed down through many generations, then who knows how old your fossilised behaviours and ways of being really are. Dreams expose the foundational perspectives, beliefs and patterns that can powerfully drive the way you live your life now. Those perspectives, beliefs and patterns that are firmly etched into your unconscious mind generally hold the power over your conscious mind, which is why it's so important to explore and discover your unconscious mindset. Metaphors, by definition, have their strengths and weaknesses. The fossils I saw at Fossil Cove are powerless to drive behaviour today. Or are they? Follow that question. See what comes up for you. Take your time. Well, what came up? What did you decide? What did you see? Asking the right question of a dream and seeing what comes up is another key dream work tool. At Fossil Cove, the closer you look, the more your eye adjusts and the more you see. It's the same with dream work. The more you practice the techniques of looking at dreams, the more your eyes adjust to being able to see the meaning of them. You see the overlaid, complex and beautiful patterns that define your life. Patterns you perhaps hadn't known about before. And this insight gives you the power to enhance the patterns you value and change the patterns that are not working so well for you. On Sunday, I guessed the nature of the fossils, fish, shells, plants. I wished I had an expert with me to help me interpret what I was seeing. We can all guess at what our dreams mean and we may be correct. But it helps enormously to have an expert on hand or an expert guide, human or guidebook or online guide. It's wise to choose the right conditions for your dream exploration. My blue, blue azure sky might be your sense of choosing a clear open space in your day. My tied out might be your readiness to be vulnerable to see what your dreams expose. My sunny but not hot day might be you finding the right comfort level for you. Like the people who shared the cove with us that day, your personal style of dream exploration might involve wanting to go even deeper, the scuba dive, or to take a more relaxed approach, the sunbathe, or to seek nourishment, the picnic, or to meditate upon your findings, or to immerse yourself in the exposed patterns, or to make art or record your memories from your dreams, taking photos. But what of the steep climb back out? You might envisage challenges in taking what you have learned about yourself back into your everyday life. What might change in your life? Take heart, as the work builds your strength and there are ways, and there are always other people who have climbed these paths before, and who can inspire and encourage you as you emerge to live your best life. Your dreams, like Fossil Cove, are surprisingly close to home once you know how to approach, explore, and interpret them. Your dream world and what it can teach you has always been there, waiting for you. To discover the magic. And of course, if you want to learn some of those tools and techniques, you can go to the Dream Academy, dream-academy-online.com, and do one of my courses in your own time. The next tips I want to bring to you today on our 13th anniversary of the launch of the Dream Show is from a blog that I also wrote for the Dream Academy in October 2021 and I called it Moving Through Life. One of the greatest gifts of yoga, my teacher's voice rang out as we grappled with a challenging yoga pose last week, is more finely tuned proprioception which helps you to move more mindfully through life. Hmm... One of the greatest gifts of today's class, I thought to myself at that moment, is a fabulous opening line for my next blog. Words floated in the air, dancing a connection between my yoga teacher's observation and dreams, but there was no opportunity to capture them beyond memorising her uttering and hoping that the words would flow when I sat down to write as I am now. For in that moment, my task along with the other students in the class that morning, was to find my foot, which was currently out of sight, and it seemed out of reach. I bet you're curious about that pose, so let's begin there. Whether or not you practice yoga, you're probably familiar with the downward dog. An A-shape, bottom up, hands on the floor in front of you, feet on the floor behind you. So far, so good. Our challenge that day was to lift the left leg up behind us from downward dog, then reach behind with our left hand, same side of the body, to catch the unseen foot. It's a pose known as as downward dog dancer. So most of us were blindly flailing or falling over or still gripping the mat tightly in downward dog comfort zone. Some of us made hand to foot contact briefly or for long enough to feel balletic, expansive and graceful. The main challenge was not so much the final pose itself, but being able to locate that out-of-sight foot with that out-of-sight hand. Proprioception, also known as kinesthesia, is one of our senses alongside sight, hearing, touch, taste, smell and so on. It helps you to sense the movement and location of your muscles to know your body position. It's proprioception that enables you to place your feet on the ground and walk without having to watch your feet. Or to accurately find the tip of your nose with your finger while your eyes are closed. I bet you just tested that, didn't you? How did you go? Did you touch your nose dead centre with your eyes closed? Or did your finger land slightly off target? Just as you can train your hearing to pick up specific sounds or train your sense of touch to become more exquisitely nuanced, you can train your proprioception through practice and through challenges like the one our yoga teacher gifted us that day. And she's right, of course. The more finely tuned your ability to know where your various body parts are in space, the better you can coordinate your movements and the more aware you can become of how you move through life. Conscious awareness of proprioception leads to more mindful movement. We can move more mindfully through life. There are times when we allow proprioception to get on with its job out of reach of our conscious awareness while we walk around in a headspace caught up in other thoughts disconnected from our body. Proprioception handles the way our feet meet the earth, the way our arms swing gently to maintain our balance, the way our body moves through space. Other examples are letting our foot automatically connect with the car's brake pedal while we're focusing on the road ahead or instantaneously reaching out to catch something precious without thinking. One of the greatest gifts of working with your dreams, yeah, we finally got to dreams, is a more finely tuned awareness of the various aspects of yourself, your beliefs, feelings, perspectives, habits, patterns, shadows and potential, which helps you to move more mindfully through life. When you understand your dreams, you also identify the unconscious automated behaviours that work positively for you. Perhaps your tendency to follow creative urges, for example, and those that limit you. Perhaps your unconscious tendency to withdraw from speaking up or suffering in silence, for example. When you understand your dreams, you identify the multitude of moving parts that make up your mindset, both conscious and unconscious. You begin to understand how this belief connects with that feeling, how another belief drives or moves a pattern of behaviour, or how an unrealized gift or talent lies dormant, stalling the way you move through life. When you understand your dreams, you get to know yourself more deeply and witness how you move through life at every level. This work gives you the choice to move through life more mindfully, to know where you are on your path at any moment and to move more expansively and more graciously every day. For more tips or ideas about how to approach your dreams, I'm now moving to a blog that I wrote for JaneTeresa.com in July 2021, and I called this one Dream Map. If you're lost, unable to find your way home, or looking for directions to take you to where you want to be, you need a map. Imagine an old-fashioned paper map, one you can unfold, or roll out to examine in detail. A map that literally provides a big picture of where you are and how that relates to where you want to be. Maybe you know where you are right now on the map. You can place your finger right there, the railway station where the bus dropped you off. Or maybe you don't know where you are but in studying the map you can work it out you're where the river meets the track down from that old farmhouse you can see in the distance. Either way, you can use the map to visually explore the terrain, choose a destination and decide on the best way to get there before taking a single physical step. Okay, so I bet you thought when listening to that last bit, that if you dispense with the paper map and use Google Maps or SatNav, you could quickly identify where you are by the dropped pin or wobbly blue dot and that you wouldn't need to work out the best way to get to your destination because you could just type it in and follow the automatically selected route. But please stay with me and the paper map analogy for now. Does a paper map offer you direct guidance? Does it say, go this way, ignore all other paths and opportunities? It doesn't, of course. It shows you all the well-trod conventional routes, the roads, railway tracks, footpaths, and it offers you possibilities for the lesser-trod routes, the hop skip jump across the farmland, the adventurous mountaintop hike, the underground catacomb that emerges at your destination, The map also shows you the potential pitfalls, the potholes, the quagmires, the ups and downs, the paths that are maybe too close to the cliff edge for your liking, the mountains that may provide shade on a hot day or cast shadows that leave you shivering on a cold day. The map shows you shortcuts if you're in a hurry and meandering routes if you want to discover surprises or immerse yourself in mindfulness. You might choose an easy route or a challenge. You might opt for your comfort zone means of getting from A to B, or you might opt for stepping into new territory, opening all the gifts and lessons, opening to all the gifts and lessons such a journey may bestow. The point is this the paper map doesn't offer guidance, it shows you what is so that you can decide. On the best path for you it's the same with dreams dreams don't offer guidance they provide a map of your mindset symbolically showing you what is at a level you haven't glimpsed before so that you can decide on the best path for you your dreams reveal the map of your conscious and unconscious beliefs patterns of being patterns of doing, and ways of approaching life's opportunities and obstacles. They reveal your subterranean emotions and feelings, possible pitfalls, hidden treasures, blind spots, and your personal perspectives of your life, past, present and future. They reveal which of life's paths you see as open and which you see as closed to you. They reveal which tracks you judge to be easy and which you judge to be difficult. They reveal the dead ends or cul-de-sacs of some of your stuck ways of approaching life. And they reveal surprising ways that you can get to where you want to be if you change your approach. Your dreams reveal the mountainous shadows that can cast doubt or, or help you to see more clearly. They can reveal the tunnels that lead to light if you're willing to take the risk. They can reveal the astonishing depths of your magnificence and ways to clear access routes to let it shine. So when you're looking for guidance, consult the mindset map provided by your dreams, survey the big picture and the small details, highlight the best paths for you and make your decision. You can learn how to interpret your own dreams so that you can create your own map, or you may prefer to have help with reading your dream map, in exploring options, or help with deciding on the best path for you. There may be times when you enjoy having someone to accompany you through some of the more challenging aspects of your journey, or to be there to reflect with you upon your experiences as you go. He might like that someone to be me. If you do, go to JaneTeresa.com and look at my consultations. If you prefer to learn by yourself, go to the Dream Academy at dream-academy-online and pick a course. And finally, as promised, some tips on dream incubation. And I'm reading this from a blog that I wrote for the Dream Academy in March 2021. So if you don't want to take notes while you're listening, you can always go to the Dream Academy after listening to the podcast, go to the blog roll, go to March 2021, and you can read this one there, Dream Incubation. Can you order up a dream about a specific person or induce a flying dream or an answer to a question you pose before sleep? Is this possible? It's known as Dream Incubation. And I'm going to offer you some practical tips on how to do this before sharing a dream incubation experiment I conducted many years ago that yielded some exciting insights into the relationship between dreams, synchronicity and manifestation. So first of all, how does dream incubation work? The idea is to fall asleep totally focused on the subject or question you want to dream about dreams process your conscious and unconscious recent experiences and it's the most recent most emotionally charged and most unresolved experiences that tend to take priority the more you can make your desired topic rich in emotion and embed it with a question the more likely you are to succeed in triggering a dream to explore the topic and come up with possible answers for example Write down the question you'd like answered. Keep the question short, but precise. Imagine some possible answers to the question. Notice any emotions that come up, then get excited, get curious, close your eyes, and as you fall asleep, repeat the exact question over and over again. Or have a photo of the person you'd like to dream about. Imagine some of the things you'd like to say or do in the dream. Notice any emotions that come up. Focus on one specific thing you'd like to happen. Add emotional charge and keep focusing on the photo in your mind's eye as you fall asleep. Or imagine the thing you'd like to do in your dream. Flying, for example. Imagine so intensely that you can feel the sensation in your body and imagine the landscape below you as you fly. Notice any emotions that come up. Focus on the flying sensation as you fall asleep. You may also wish to create an evening ritual leading up to dream incubation. You might like to infuse your sleeping space with a perfume or essence you only use on dream incubation nights. Or you might like to sleep in a space reserved for such nights. Under the stars <laughs> or in a different room in your house. You might choose to sleep in different clothes or listen to music you associate with the desired dream or question. The tricky bit, though, is that the resulting dream may not appear to be about your chosen subject. It's more likely to address the topic symbolically, so you'll still need to interpret it to find the insight you're seeking. Keep your dream journal by your bed to capture every dream that you recall on your dream incubation night, even if they seem, at first glance, unrelated to your subject or question. You may not have met the person you wanted to meet in the dream, or you may not have flown, but your dream may have explored your feelings about the person or the deeper reasons behind why you wanted to fly you may have more success with incubating answers to specific questions. Because one of the functions of dreaming is to problem solve within the limitations of your mindset. So your dreams on a dream incubation night may have grappled with the question or problem and come up with a range of possible solutions all drawn from your deeper self or from your unconscious problem solving abilities. It's important to remind yourself that dreams don't give you guidance. Instead, they provide insight into your mindset and nudge you toward fresh perspective. So deciding to sleep on it generally provides richer potential solutions to a problem than reflecting on the problem while awake. At the same time, dreams can reveal our blocks and blind spots, giving us the material we need to bust through those blocks and see beyond our blind spots to find solutions that evade us while awake. Now here's where it gets super exciting if you're not super excited enough already and I'll let this extract from my book The Shape of Things to Come which was first published by Random House in 1998 pick up the story. Now that's a long time ago so this book is out of print now but you can get the ebook version at my website at janeteresa.com. So extract from The Shape of Things to Come first published by Random House in 1998. I asked people to think of an insignificant object and to follow my instructions to induce it to appear in their dreams. The method involved intense focus on the subject prior to sleep and was based on the principle that whatever is unresolved as you fall asleep tends to be considered in your dreams. By choosing an insignificant object, I was really asking each dreamer to pick something relatively free from meaning or conflict. By the time they had thought about the experiment and focused on the task at hand, the object was no longer insignificant. It now symbolised the dream task itself. Tara chose a white glass marble as her object. It appeared in her dream variously, as a small white ball, a plastic ball instead of a glass one, four balls, a billiard ball, and an egg. At one point in her dream, she explained to someone, You see, I've been trying to find my white marble, the plastic balls, the billiard ball, and now this egg show me that the universal powers are getting my message, but somehow I'm not conveying it quite clearly enough. Finally, her dream presented her with a a gold neck chain threaded with a white ball before she flew up to the heavens where, quote, the stars shone brighter than ever and were the size of my marble, unquote. Tara interpreted her dream and concluded that she had a tendency to be indecisive and unclear of her goals at times as well as a bit of a perfectionist, searching for the ultimate perfect white glass marble rather than the near-fit alternatives that she had cleverly produced in her dream. So far, so good. The marble was introduced was an introduced conscious thought symbolising dream task, which had entered the battleground of Tara's dreams to stir up questions of perfectionism and indecision. A conscious thought, it seemed, had been successfully used to elucidate her unconscious response to task performance. What I hadn't anticipated was what followed next. Tara noticed her marble appearing in her outer world as well as in her dreams. Firstly, her son chose six storybooks at the local library. She said... I hadn't noticed what they were until I began reading them to him that night. The first book was called Roger Loses His Marbles and it told of a pig who spent all day searching for his yellow marbles. Eventually his aunt found them during the night, dream time, in Roger's bedroom on the windowsill. On the last page there was a picture of a jar containing over 50 marbles of many colours with only one white marble amongst them. The next two stories that I chose randomly from the six also referred to marbles, but only fleetingly. A monster with greedy eyes rolling like marbles in one book, and a boy playing marbles with a monster in another book. A couple of days later, I turned my calendar page to February and there was a picture of two marbles above the word February. The picture for that month was of a teddy bear at school surrounded by marbles. Then the next day, my husband told me he had an elaborate dream about diving down into water and retrieving my marble from the bottom. So Tara was experiencing synchronicity because, I assume, focusing her conscious thoughts on the dream task had challenged her unconscious thoughts on tasks, goals and measures of success and these unconscious thoughts were challenged to emerge into consciousness heralded by the classic breakthrough sign of synchronicity. Tara's life became temporarily flooded with marbles because these were the outer world reflections of her inner world symbol for tasks, goals and measures of success. Significantly, they first surfaced as a search for something lost, then progressed through confrontation the monsters, and finally emerged associated with learning and a comforting teddy bear. And her husband's dream delivered the final symbolism of the marble's outing. Beth's experience of the dream task was a little different, since since she was unable to induce her chosen object, which was a garden shovel, (laughs) into her dreams, at least as far as she could recall them. However, in Tara's case, synchronicities followed, On the second day, I went out to greet my husband as he arrived home and stubbed my toe on a garden shovel, which was on the driveway. A most unusual place for our shovel. On the fourth day, I took my children down to the beach and was sitting in the shade chatting with my mother when she said, Goodness, would you look at the size of the shovel your sons brought to the beach? There he was, digging a hole in the sand with a huge garden shovel. He had stowed it away in the boot of the car without asking me. The sixth day saw my father arrive at our house asking me if I had borrowed his shovel because he couldn't find it anywhere. Then when I visited my sister-in-law on the eighth day she produced two tiny plastic spades her ex-husband had given the children and said look at these, aren't they ridiculous? They might as well be teaspoons, it would take all day to fill a bucket. While the shovel saga continues my dreams, Beth said have been digging down deep into my subconscious, presenting to me things that were well and truly buried. So it seems the reverse has happened so far, that my subconscious has taken the symbol in and dug down deep with that old shovel. I find it most interesting, though, that the shovels should be manifesting in my waking life instead of in my dreams. Wow, this has potential. Now, what else would I like to manifest? But what then would happen to my dream life? If I chose to focus on an open door every night before going to sleep, would new doors open in my waking life? She asked. Well, (laughs) would new doors open in a waking life? And would they open in yours? And if you want to continue reading that, you can read it in the shape of things to come, which, as I say, was. Originally published back in 1998 by Random House Australia and is now available as a PDF ebook at my site at janetheresa.com. So, um, <laughs> usually there are two voices when we have a guest on the show. And when we don't have a guest on the show, it's all my voice. And this has been quite a long podcast of all my my voice. So I, I hope that you have nevertheless enjoyed it, and that you've got lots of tips and that you have enjoyed a sense of celebrating our 13 years with us. If you'd like to be a guest on the Dream Show, uh, uh, we're at a stage now of being ready to record further ahead. We often record in batches. So if you'd like to be a guest, go to janeteresa.com. Go to podcast and on the drop-down box, you'll see Be a Guest on the Dream Show. Of course, it's something you volunteer to do and you can read all about that there. So thank you for listening to yet another episode for the Dream Show and some of you, I know, for listening to it for 13 years. Thank you also to those of you who regularly share episodes with other people. Um, very much appreciated. And for those of you that are maybe at the beginning of your dream journey, remember if you want to take a course, which you do in your own time, at your own pace, at the Dream Academy, go to dream-academy-online.com and you'll find the courses there. And if you'd like to consult me uh, privately, uh, janeteresa.com and your, your find me under consultations i've written seven books you'll find those at JaneTeresa.com as well and of course loads more blogs i've only read you three or four of them today so lots of information that you can access about dreams and dreaming the next episode of the dream show episode 257 is due out on the 16th of june 2022 if you're listening to this in real time Thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Dream Show. Have a wonderful month. I'm Jane Teresa Anderson.